0: Whatever it takes, that's what I'm willing to do. Whatever it takes. Is that where we're at right now? Are we at that point where we would say, "Lord, I trade sunshine for rain." I say, "I trade comfort for pain." Am, am I there? Am I? Do I have that desperation to be that to be closer to God, to become more like Him? That's where we need to be today. I think that's the purpose of this message is that, ask our, our, what am I willing to do? Take your Bibles and turn them to Matthew chapter six. Verse, we're gonna look at verses 16 through 18. Matthew chapter six, verses 16 through 18. As I said earlier, I don't have much experience with fasting except for before surgeries or when I'm sick. Yeah. <laughs> not been a part of my tradition and yet it's biblical and and this is something I think we especially in the West have really never taken this seriously as a Christian discipline Uh, we've all been baptized and baptism is mentioned 75 times in the Bible Fasting is mentioned 77 times. Isn't that interesting? And yet, as I said, most of us in the West, it's not really a part of our practice. And yet it's very powerful. Because I think it demonstrates our desperation to say, Lord, I'm willing to give up this in order for you to work in order for me to draw closer to you. In the Gospel of Mark, the Bible records that uh, when Jesus was on the Mount of Transfiguration, he came down and the disciples were failures. They they couldn't cast out a demon out of a little boy. And Jesus comes down and he casts the demon out and, and the disciples asked the Lord, why were we not able to do this? And in, uh, the Bible in says Jesus says this this one comes only out with prayer and fasting that there's a desperation that you and I need so let's learn about that desperation today would you stand in honor of the reading of God's Word Matthew chapter 6 verses 16 through 18 and when you fast do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, you received your reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Father, we thank You for the reading of Your Word. Lord, I believe with all my heart that this is Your Word. This is You speaking to us today. That Matthew, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, recorded Jesus' words spoken many, many years ago, and He recorded them, them accurately, so that we can hear your voice speaking to us today. And you're speaking to us about a subject that many of us have really never taken seriously. And Lord, we are less like you because of it. And so Lord, I pray that as uh, I I just try to share a little bit about this subject, that you would convict our hearts That if this needs to be a part of our discipline of a Christian life, Lord, that you would convict us and that we would repent and turn to you and be obedient in this area. For we ask you in Christ's name, amen. You may be seeing. sorry. Uh, Jesus, over the last, uh, as we began chapter 6, has been talking about different disciplines, and, and he, he talked about the discipline of giving, and he told us, and when you give, that Jesus expects us to give, and he used a negative example of how the Pharisees were doing, and they were do, giving for themselves, basically, so that everybody could see them, and Jesus said, no, that's not how you give. He taught us how to give, and then he taught us how to pray, and again, he used the negative example. People were praying in order to be seen, in order to show off their piety, and we spent several weeks talking about how Jesus taught us to pray. And today, he picks up a third discipline, the discipline of fasting. And, 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 and he, he, he uses the negative example again. Again, there were people who were fasting for the wrong reasons. They, they, were, they were fasting in order to, to show off their piety. They were fasting to show off their, how good they were. And, and, and it's interesting, as, as I read some of the stories in preparation for the sermon, that some people went as far as to whiten their faces uh, you know, they, they, they were, uh, you know, the people in that day, they were a little darker skinned than we are. And, and, and they would whiten their faces to make it look like they were paler because of, uh, of their dedication to fasting. They, they wanted to be seen by others. They wanted the people to, to know what they were doing. Because they were showing off how good they were. And Jesus said, no, that's not how you do this. And he teaches us some very important lessons about fasting. And the first lesson he teaches us is that we need to develop the discipline of fasting. Look at what he says. Twice in this passage that we read, Jesus said this, When you fast. Jesus has an expectation here that his disciples will fast. In fact, later on in the Gospel of Matthew, the the Pharisees come to Jesus and they say, Jesus, why aren't your disciples fasting and like we do? And and Jesus said, listen, you don't fast when the bridegroom is here. But when the bridegroom leaves, what? They will fast. Fasting was a a practice of our (coughs) Lord. The Lord Jesus went out into the wilderness and for 40 days... He fasted. Now, let me ask you a question. If Jesus found it necessary to fast, how much more <coughs> should we find it necessary to fast? Now, in Jesus' day, the typical fast lasted from sun up to sundown. When the the, the people would choose a day, uh, and they would say, "Today I'm going to fast," and 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 and, and they would choose from sun up and sundown, they would choose basically to only drink water or maybe drink wine in that day. That they would not—they would fast from food. Now Jesus did it for forty days. I I I don't recommend starting (laughs) there. But we need to develop the discipline of fasting. It is something that that you and I, that, that the Lord Jesus Christ, because he says when you fast, this is something you really need to do. And I'll be honest with you, in my Christian life, I've never really been taught that. And it really wasn't until I began really digging deep into this passage that God really convicted me of the need to fast. That this is something that the Lord Jesus expects of me. Now what is fasting? Fasting is voluntarily... Going without food or any other regularly enjoyed good gift from God for the sake of some spiritual purpose. Now the Pharisees, their purpose was to for everybody to look at them. That was the reason they were doing it. They they wanted to show off. That, that's not the purpose. So how do I do this? How do I develop this discipline in my life? Well, the first thing I would say is start small. It, 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 don't, don't, try to, don't try to start off saying, I, I, I'm going for a week long fast. You may have to start with one meal. To say, I, I'm gonna skip, this meal and maybe it's just one a week just to begin it depends on where you are, where your body is and, and, and you start with that one wheel and maybe you move up to saying I'm going to start I, I'm going to only drink water from sun up until sundown maybe you, you have to drink juice that's okay but you're voluntarily giving something up Food is a good gift from God. But I, I, I'm voluntarily giving it up because, because I have a, a, a purpose beyond this. And, and so I'm going to start small. I'm going to make a plan. Well, you know the saying. You don't plan to fail. You what? You fail a plan. You know, fasting isn't merely an act of self-deprivation. But it's a spiritual discipline whereby we're seeking God more fully. And so I have to have a plan. What am I going to do instead of eat today? If I'm skipping lunch, what am I going to do? Because the idea is not just to skip the meal. The idea is there's a that, and you need to connect your fast to that purpose because this is what's going to happen I don't know about you but it, 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 about the time that I normally eat something happens my stomach will grumble. Anybody have that experience it happens about the time you're going to eat your, your, your stomach is going to grumble. and if you don't eat at that time you know what's going to happen your head's going to start to hurt a little bit. It's is true, isn't it? Your head's And then what are you going to do? You're going to think about food. But if I'm planning, I'm going to connect my fasting to the purpose for which I'm doing. So that when my stomach starts to grumble, I'm going to remind myself, this is why it's grumbling. Because I am choosing to not eat at this time in order that I may seek God and know Him more fully. And when my head starts to hurt, I'll start thinking, I won't be thinking about my head hurting. Because that's what happens, isn't it? You start thinking about, man, my head just hurts. My, you know, it, 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 I, I don't know. maybe I'm the only one. <coughs> but when my head, when I get that headache, that's all I can think about. My head hurts. i got to do something. And if all I'm doing is just giving it up for the sake of giving it up, it means nothing. So I have to think, okay, my head's hurting. This is why my head's hurting. This is what I need to be doing. Otherwise, all I'm going to be doing is something about food. And, and, and if I'm going to fast, I need to consider how it's going to affect other people. You know, if you have children, you've got to consider how it's going to affect them. They, they may normally eat with you at this time. How are you going to deal with that? Maybe you work and, and, and you're skipping a meal, and, 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 but you normally eat with your co-workers. And you've got to figure out, okay, how is this going to affect them if I do this? How am I going to work through this? Because I, don't, I surely don't want to go up there and say, oh, I just want you to know I'm fasting today. <laughs> well, that defeats the purpose, doesn't it? So you've got to figure that out. You've got to think through these things. And here's one that I, I want to throw in there Fast from something other than food. Now, I recognize not everyone can, because of health reasons, can fast maybe a whole day. Some people may not, for their health reasons, can fast a meal. I understand that, but fasting is giving up some good gift, some good thing. Oh, so what fast? Maybe i choose to fast from social media. Yep. Ooh, that hurts. (laughs) (laughs) I just love those TikTok videos. I just love just reading and catching up with everybody and seeing what's happening. Maybe you choose that. I'm going to fast from social media. Now, I know you may have to start off small. (laughs) Some of us, it's just a habit. You're sitting there, what happens? Just all time again, that thing just comes into my hand. That's right. And, and I just have to start looking. Maybe, you know, I've just got to go and i got to sit somewhere else. Maybe I, I choose the fast from television. That's becoming easier and easier. Except for the recordings of the Andy Griffith show, that's I really love. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I love watching the old... Uh, Maybe, maybe, hey, those are good things, but I've seen them a hundred times, but I don't have to watch it again. Maybe it's just, there's something you really, maybe it's just personal to you, it's something you really enjoy. Something that's just a part of your life that you would say, God, I'm going to give this up for you because I, 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 I'm willing, I'm desperate, and I need you so that I can find a greater enjoyment in Jesus. But I really need to develop this discipline. Now let me ask you a question. Are you willing to develop this discipline in your life? Are, are you willing to say, God, I I want to be, I want to know you more than I'm willing right now to skip some meals. Or I'm willing to leave my phone at home. I'm willing to turn off that TV and unplug it so that I don't even have the, you know, because it happens sometimes, you know it. That remote's just sitting there. And without even thinking, what do you do? But you have to ask yourself, if Jesus says, this is something I need to do, am I willing to do it? Are you willing to start? We have to develop the discipline of fasting, but we also, listen, we need to have a purpose for our fasting. It's not about fasting in and of itself. So this is what the Pharisees were doing. It was just showing off that they were skipping meals that day. And so, what does Jesus say? He says, Listen, you know, because this, is, again, this is what they do. They would, wouldn't comb their hair that day, wouldn't, wouldn't spread, spruce up and, so that they'd be a little bit riper by the end of the day, so that everybody knew that they were fasting. So, what does Jesus say? Anoint your hair. put some perfume on, put your deodorant on, comb your hairs. Don't look all gloomy. Make sure nobody really knows what's going on. This is between you and the Lord. But when you have it, have a purpose. why, Why are you doing this? Well, for me right now, it is saying, I've got a holy desperation for God. I want Him to move. Now, there were there, there there were many reasons why people fasted in in, in the Bible, but the, but I was I was looking I sort of just chose three, and I think th- there are three that we desperately need. Number one, people fasted in order to seek God's guidance. They they needed to know what to do. In, in Judges chapter twenty, and you know we talked about that last week uh, that the that uh, uh, some of the <coughs> Presbyterian folks want to not read Judges chapter 20 because it's violent, okay? And it is. Okay, because what happens is the people of Gibeah, <coughs> the people of Gibeah are, are uh, they, they, they've attacked and they, they've actually raped a woman of, of, of Israel. And, and, uh, and they're unrepentant. And then the tribe of Benjamin, they sided with Gibeah. And so, so the people of Israel wonder, what do we do? You know, because it's not only attacking Gibeah, uh, we've got we've to deal with this. Well, this is our brothers here. What are we supposed to do? And, and so they pray and they say, God, what do we do? And God says, you go attack them. And, and what happens is they go attack them and they lose 22,000 people in the battle. Oof. And then they go back to the Lord and they say, next day, Lord, what are we supposed to do? And the Lord says, go at them again. And they lose 18,000 people. Now, by this point, you're going, Lord, we ain't supposed to pack them anymore. There's got to be another way. And so they go to the Lord in prayer and God says to them, I want you to attack them. But look at what in, in, in Judges chapter twenty it says. This in verse twenty six that all the people of Israel, a whole army, went up and came to Bethel and wept. And they they've, in two days they have they, lost uh, they lost forty thousand people. So they they're, they're broken. And they sat there before the Lord and fasted that day until evening. They're desperate. They need an answer, and they're praying, God, please let the answer be, let's not attack them. But they fasted that day until evening, and they offered burnt offerings and peat offerings before the Lord. And the people of Israel inquired of the Lord, for the ark of the covenant of God was there in those days. And Phineas, the son of Eleazar, son of Aaron, ministered before in those days, saying, Shall we go out more to battle against our brothers, the people of Benjamin? Or shall we cease? And the Lord said, go up for tomorrow. I will give them into your hand. Then they failed two times. God told them to go. They failed. And finally, they're desperate. What do we really need to do? That's why they're fasting. They're desperate. They need to hear from God. They need to know what to do. Can Can I say that I'm desperate right now? I, I'm getting to that point because I really need to know what to do. Yeah. How are we how are we how are we going to reach this community for Christ? How are we going to reach these apartment complexes that are how are we reaching the ones that are going to be built here? How are we going to reach the ones that are going up down the street? How are we going to do all this with everything else that God, How are we going to do this? I don't know. And maybe God is saying, listen, why don't you fast and pray and seek my face and, so that you can hear from me so that you will know what to do. Because you know what we do most of the time? We come up with our best plan and say, God bless. Yeah. And maybe God is saying, why don't you seek me all your heart? Why don't you become desperate enough that you will fast? And pray until you hear from me. I don't know about you, but I need guidance. And so, why am I practicing and praying? God, because I need direction. I need guidance. God, I I, I to be so desperate for you that I'm willing to to give up these meals, I'm willing to give up this phone, I'm willing to give up anything in order for me to spend time with you, seeking your face seeking your direction, seeking your will for what you want me to do because I'll tell you right now if left to myself you You know know what I'll do? I fly by the seat of my pants. And I just do and do and do and do. But I need God's. I need God's direction, not only for this church, I need God's direction for my own life. And the question is, am I desperate enough to say, God, I'm willing to give up something in order that I might seek you. But not only did people seek God's guidance and direction? And they, 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 they fasted to seek God's deliverance or protection. The second Chronicles chapter 20. Verse 2, it says, So men came and told Jehoshaphat, A great multitude is coming against you from Edom. From beyond the sea, and behold, they are in Hazan Tamar, that is, in Gedi. And Jehoshaphat was afraid and set his face to seek the Lord. And proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. And Judah assembled to seek help from the Lord. From all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. Well, what was happening? You know, the, the, the centuries said, hey... King Joseph, there's an army coming. And, 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 and guess what? There, there are more of them than there are of us. And they are more powerful than us. What are we going to do? And what does Jehoshaphat do? He prays and he calls for a fast. Because they needed help. They needed protection. They needed deliverance. And if you go on and read the story, God provides it. Can, can, Can I just say today, we as a church today need protection and deliverance. we forget sometimes that we are in the midst of a spiritual battle. We get so focused on the fruit of that battle that we forget the root of it. And the root of it is a spiritual battle. The Bible teaches us that, that that Satan blinds people to the truth. That he closes people's ears to the truth. And we can sit up and stay and stand and we can proclaim truth all we want to. And we ought to. But we're, we're proclaiming it to people who cannot see and cannot hear. One of my jobs as working at our association is sitting down and listening to people tell me about every bad thing that is happening in their church they tell me about division they tell me about mismanagement they tell me, what they're telling me is how Satan is attacking their church. That in reality, it's a spiritual warfare. And we've got to become desperate enough to say, God, we can't do this on our own. We need We need protection. We need deliverance. Finally, people in the Bible fasted to express repentance and return to God. In fact, in, in the Bible, the only national fast that was called for on a regular basis was the fast that would happen on the Day of Atonement. Now why is that? Well, it's very simple. It's because on the Day of Atonement, that was the day that the High Priest would make the sacrifice and he would go in the holy of holies and he would sprinkle he would put you know he would lay his hands on the sacrifice symbolically putting the symbol uh, symbolically placing the sins of the people on that sacrifice the sacrifice was made the blood was sprinkled on the altar so that the blood would come between God's, which was the which was the uh, ark of the covenant the seat the mercy seat was the was the, uh, was the lid of the Ark of the Covenant, it represented the throne of God, and inside the Ark of the Covenant were the representation of the people's sin, the broken tablets of the law, the man, a pot of manna, and, and, the, uh, and the staff, Aaron's staff, that all represented the sins of the people. And the blood was sprinkled on the altar to come between the sin and God. So that it, it took God's wrath away from the people and placed it on the sacrifice. Well, guess what can happen if you do this every year? It just becomes what? Routine. It becomes a tradition. And it's just something we do without recognizing my own sin and my own need. And so God proclaimed that there would be a fast that day. And that fast was to remind people that what? That that I am a sinner in need of salvation. I I need to turn away from my sin. Yes, the blood covers it, but I need to turn away from it. Now in the New Testament, Jesus is that ultimate sacrifice. He is is the propitiation for our sins. He comes between God's wrath and us. He is also the expiation of our sins, just as the sin was sent out of the camp, so it has been sent out with Jesus, so that our sin has been thrown as far as the east is from the west, never to be remembered anymore. But can you know what happens to us? Is that just becomes routine. That just becomes, oh yeah, I'm saved. And what it will really lead to it is this. Is that because my sin is covered, I don't really think about my sin anymore. And when I don't think about my sin, I don't think about my need of repentance and returning to God. And so, when I fast, when we fast, we're saying to God, God, I need to repent. I I need to turn back to you. I don't know about you, but I need that. That's why I'm calling us to fast. Now I'm not going to come here and check you off and say, here, did you pass this week? Well, no. This is to the Lord. But I'm asking you, can, do you have a desperation for God that you would say, I, as as Monique saying earlier, I will do anything. So that I might be closer to you. Yeah. So that I might come. Become more like you. And so, God, today, I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to give up. I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to skip this meal. I'm going to, I'm not, I'm going to fast from social media. And, and because God, I need you. God, we need guidance. We need direction. God, we need protection. We need deliverance. Oh God, I need to repent of my sins and turn back. to and say, God, I'm going to to choose to do this until you answer. Until you answer. I had a conversation with one of our pastors and we were talking about this. Is the church desperate enough right now? To really want God. Or are we just desperate. To be comfortable again. You know what I mean? It's uncomfortable. There was a time. In America. When it was comfortable. Being a Christian. And it's become uncomfortable. are we just desperate to be comfortable or are we desperate for God? So I'm asking you today. Are you desperate? Are you desperate enough to say, God, I'm going to give up this. I I, I know, Lord, right now, I've never done this before, but, but, but Lord, I will begin now. Lord, I'm going to set, I'm going to plan right now. I'm going to set apart. Tuesday lunch. Lord, Tuesday lunch. I, I, I'm going to set it apart. I'm going to say, Lord, I'm not going to, uh, I, I'm not going to eat that day. I, I'm, going to, I'm going to spend that time seeking after you. Lord, seeking for direction. Seeking, Lord, for deliverance. Seeking, Lord, and saying, Lord, I, I need to repent of my sin. Lord, I need to, Lord, I need not only repent of my sin, I need to repent of the church's sin. maybe you'd say, Lord, you know, I know it's hard for me because it's just so easy, Lord, for me to pick up this phone and start browsing. Or, but right now, I'm going to give it up. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it aside. Yeah. And, and I'm going to say right now, I'm going to begin right now, I'm going to say from on, on Wednesday from 4 o'clock till 10 o'clock that night, every time I think about social media, I'm going to stop and I'm going to pray. Yeah. And I'm going to seek your faith. And I'm going to repent of my sins. And I'm going to seek because I have a desperation for you. Will you make that commitment? I want to tell you, as your pastor, I'm making that commitment. I'm not saying that to show off or anything. I just want you to know that I can't lead you where I'm not willing to go. But I'm asking you to make this fruit. Because Jesus says, what? Jesus says, when you fast, when you fast, He expects it us. I know we're Baptists. I ain't really never done that before. That's for them flaming Pentecostals. <laughs> you no, know, that's for His disciples because it's in his word so father I'm just asking us each to build an altar right where we are and I'm going to ask each of us to just say Lord what good thing that I have that I, I can give up so that I can spend time Seeking you. Seeking you for direction. Lord, what do we need to do? Lord, seeking you for protection. Lord, seeking you for revival. Lord, because revival comes when we repent of our sins, when we turn from our weakness. some people health reasons won't allow them to to spend the day but Lord there's other things they can give up and so Lord I'm asking that we'll just at the altar at our place where we're at we'll say Lord this is what I'm willing this is what I'm willing to give up in order to spend time seeking you once we've decided what we're going to give up, we're going to give us a time to start. Lord, if it's one meal, just tell us right now, let us commit right now to which meal we're going to give up. Maybe we want to say that we want to work towards where I give up and fast one day a week. And I'm planning on working towards that, but I'm going to begin with this morning. Warm- may not be social media. It may not be food. It may be something else that's near and dear to us. Something we do every day. And it's a good thing. We enjoy it. But Lord, we're saying right now, we're going to willingly give that up and say, Lord, I'm desperate right now. I need you. Lord now that we've made that commitment we, we need to pray as you taught us to pray Lord deliver us from from temptation lead us not into temptation but deliver us from the evil one because Lord because we've made this commitment there's going to be a temptation that's going to come our way and one of the temptations is, is, is if we fail we're going to say it's no use. And it's time to say right now ahead of time, even if I fail, I will not give up. Yes. Yes. When we do this, not because we want to be extra spiritual. We do this not because we want to say, hey, look at me, Lord. We're doing this because we're desperate for you. And because it's your kingdom and your glory forever and ever.